Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. On today's episode of Down the Wire, we are giving our best and our worst classes from the 2021 draft. We're going to bring a potluck of news to discuss in the beginning parts of it. And we are going to, at the last second, add a segment off the top of our head. Our top five favorite sandwiches at the end of the podcast. It all happens today on Down the Wire. Welcome to episode 13 of Down the Wire. Yeah? Yeah. How do you, uh, how do you feel after doing two intros in a row? I did, like, four intros, actually. And I finally got the right one. Oh, no, I meant, like... Intro, intro, show open. They don't know that. They don't I feel know that. slighted. What do you mean they do know that? They don't know that. They listen. What? They I'm sorry. Which one, which one did... Who did episode 12? Me. Exactly. So naturally, who would do episode 13? Okay. You. Yes. And 12 correct. and a half is technically 13. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think it's a half episode. Except we went the exact same amount of time that That's we That's not the point. It's, yes. named, it's called 12 and a half. It was one, twice during the you. week. I get to go All right. every other week. <clears throat> okay, gross. Jeez. Gross. <sighs> what a weekend. What a weekend. The NFL draft was this weekend. Uh, a couple of... Pretty chalk picks we knew were going to happen. Chalk. And a couple of surprises throughout the first day, maybe. Uh, Yeah. You know what? Screw you, Cincinnati. Screwing up my entire draft. The entire draft. We were doing pretty good in the beginning. I was... Shout out. You were the only person in the entire world who thought Alex Leatherwood was going at 18 to the Raiders. Look, man, I know what I'm talking person. about. I know the what I'm talking about. If you listen, if go you're back and inside listen. the head of Mark Davis, I think you got other problems, oh, that's actually. Fair. But go back and listen. 
I had a lot of like this person or this person. And I wish I would have, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay. I said person, which is, that's a big difference. I wish I would have went with my gut more mm. and not so much uh, of, like the uh, the safe pick. Because I think if I would have went with my gut, I would have been much happier. Really? I, I had Rashawn Slater uh, with the Chargers. I didn't think he was going to fall that far. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought he would get going. Shows Talent wise, know. he probably was way better than a couple of those picks ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Just saying. J.C. Mm-hmm. Horn also messed up the whole draft too. J.C. Horn going eight. I think for most part, we didn't even know if he was going to be the first corner off the board. Uh, uh, it, look again. It was between Horn and Sertain all the way. It was between Horn and Sertain. Pretty much the entire time. Yeah, obviously. But still, I thought for sure Sertain was the number one corner. I thought I know Horn was gaining a lot at the end, and his athleticism helped him along the way. But I thought we were going to see Sertain off the board before Horn. Mm, shows what you know. You didn't think so either. What? That's not in the draft. What? Not in the draft. I don't care. Oh, jeez. I have two exams left. That's it. I thought you were done last week. Nope, that was with classes. Now I got exams this uh, week. Two exams left. Turned in one today and one more tomorrow and then one more the next day. And then we're out. Senior in college, baby. Mm, Boom. Look at that. About time. Saying. Ah, uh, let's come in this. What do we want to talk about first today? Don't, don't say it like that ever again. What did I say? Let's come in this. Did I really? Yes. I don't think so. Go back. All right. We're going to play it back. We're going to pause it, and then we'll get my immediate reaction after, okay? <laughs> Called okay. it. All right. So after further review, <laughs> I uh, I was caught lacking live in 4K, just like that. All right. That was... That's... Uh, let's get into the story. Yeah. How about that, that was a moment. There we go. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? Let's have you talk first. You talk first. All right. I think I stole your intro so you can start oh, okay. it off. Okay, so uh, my favorite thing from this past weekend is Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. Yeah, did two you hear different what, colored what eyes. Did you? Oh, yeah. I forget what that's called. It's uh, two different colored eyes. Yeah, it's like a specific like trait, like a specific yeah, whatever. But this past weekend, Max Scherzer went out there. Threw a complete game versus the Marlins, and then immediately jumped in the car and drove to the hospital to join his wife for his baby's birth. What a badass! That's pretty damn cool. Yeah, and what a we guy. Hear that, we hear that like every couple of you know years, like something like that happens. But yeah, tossed his twelfth career complete game, taking a shutout into the ninth inning before uh, allowing a solo home run. That uh, led the Nationals to a three to one victory. What a guy! Game only took two hours and thirty seven minutes too, by the way, which is like he, he, he needed to get to the hospital. Dude was was on it. That's what I mean. He was getting ready. Did you see the Phillies Mets yesterday? The home run that didn't count. Oh, there is way more than that. Well, I, I, that's that. I have that for later on, so save it. Okay. Because okay. Well, uh, I. That's a compilation story altogether. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, but yeah, dude, congratulations to Max Scherzer because that dude's a bomb ass. And he's he was one of those guys that was kind of a late bloomer. And then once he started getting it going, 
He's just been a stud for how long uh, now? What he's I mean probably a good nine years. Top top five for the last pitcher? like for the last like eight nine years. I feel he's like that's, that's kind of like sliding him. But I, well, Degrom's just the best pitcher in baseball. Oh, well, and you got like Garrett Cole, Chris Sale uh, for a good. He's time. been healthy though. I said for a good time okay. again. I'm just I, we're going over these. Obviously Kershaw. Yeah, Kershaw's got to be up there. Um, yeah, so like. Like I said, good for uh, good for Scherzer. There you go, Maxie. And congratulations to Max and Erica Scherzer. Nice. Is that the daughter or the wife's name? No, it's the wife. <laughs> I knew the that. Hell? I knew that. I knew that. Okay, I actually have a little bit something different that we're going to try out here to start us off. There was a report that came out with the Minnesota Vikings... And their draft room said that had Justin Fields had been uh, had been there at 14, they were going to draft him. Why wouldn't they? Right. I mean, if he was falling that much. I didn't think he was going to fall all the way to 12 or 11, right? Was that where he was, 11? Uh, I think that sounds right. I think that's right. where he drafted. Yeah, the drafted Bears traded up. Bears traded up to 11. I thought that was pretty far to get down for him. They mm-hmm. did have to give up a lot, but he could have easily been a top four pick in the draft realistically you know what i mean and it got me then they ended up drafting kellen mond later on in the draft who was not a bad quarterback either right he's probably he's some people's like sixth guy in the class maybe seventh yeah between him and trask and mills mills i i was surprised trask was the sixth quarterback off the board yeah that was a little wild to me i i don't know but to be fair Kyle Trask, to be fair, kind of like looks like a Tom Brady esque player. Yeah, a little bit, a little more system based. Uh, he can throw the ball deep when he needs to. Not very yeah, he's mobile. like somewhere in between Tom Brady and Tim Tebow. Oh, that's a gr- wow! Speaking of Tim Tebow, the comeback. Stop it! That's another one of my story. You brought it up. Well, you I don't care. Him up. No, save it. Damn it! Oh my gosh, jeez. <laughs> but anyway, I wanted to ask you. Is this the end of Kirk Cousins in Minnesota after this year? Beginning of the end, because he is a second-round quarterback. And if you look at the track record for second-round quarterbacks, it's rough. But, I mean, if Kirk doesn't perform this year, you could see him probably get benched later on in the season, don't you think? Nah, he's still pretty good. Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts took over last year? Okay, that was over Carson Wentz, who is absolutely terrible. Also true, but Kirk Cousins, I mean, he had a little bit of a st- step back last year. Don't do Kirk like that. I like Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is pretty underrated in the NFL, but last year was not his year. Bring back the like playoff guy that can't win in major games and whatever and watch. He'll be good. And also, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, is Justin Fields the best quarterback in the division? Man, you, you cannot talk about this uh, with, with the draft. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. We're literally, right, it's everything is a shot in the dark. All of our, you know, yays and nays are a okay, shot in the dark. Okay, if you had to guess, based off what you've seen and what you've heard, from rookie of the year type level play, Justin Fields, is okay. he going to be the best look, quarterback? Look at that, this. Let's go with the best of Kirk Cousins and the best of Justin Fields. Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback. You like that? That's the best of Kirk Cousins. 
Sure. You know that one? Maybe. When he's coming out of the locker room? You like that. You like that. Man, first we're coming in and now we're coming out. That's literally not sexual. And you made it sexual. <laughs> yeah, that know, was, it was on too you. funny for words. And that I was to... on you. Yep. But I'm just saying, I think Kellen Mond, he, you could see him, you could see him make some appearances this year, especially in a 17 game season. He's going to have more opportunity, maybe. I think that might be something that you got to look out for. That not only are people worried about the Packers quarterback situation next year, but the Vikings quarterback situation could be in jeopardy. How about the too. entire NFC North? The NFC North is going to be crazy. Well, not the Bears. Oh, maybe. Dude, yeah. and, and honestly, the Lions had a decent enough draft as well, and we kind of don't know what's going to happen with Jared Goff, so I, I don't want to just shut them out entirely. They probably are going to be the worst team in the NFC North, but you never can say what might happen. That's fair. That's fair. All right, my next story. Dude, I don't know how much you get in the Derby, but I was watching. Why? I watched the Kentucky Derby. Why? Doug, why not? If there's ever a race to watch, it's the Derby. I don't know. I just don't see any appeal in horse racing, personally. Well, I don't care what you think. Because Bob Baffert won another Kentucky Derby. This time with Medina Spirit. Who's Bob Baffert? Bob Baffert is the horse trainer of horse trainers. This guy is a guy. He's the GOAT? Uh, he's pretty damn good. Yes. Uh, but, again, he won... With Medina Spirit, uh, half-length victory over Mandaloon, which is uh, pretty damn close, uh, to say the least. It sounds right? like it. Half-length? Like length of their leg or stride? Which one? I don't know what the hell the exact like equivalent uh, of what that it's is. It's probably but... stride. It's probably stride. That makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, so I think uh, Baffert is uh, doing some amazing things with his horses and uh, now we got to see if they are going to bring him in for the preakness to go for that triple crown run but i will say uh, I, I think medina spirit spirit is a uh, like a little bit injured not to like send him to elmer's glue factory in, injured but has uh like some aches and pains so this is gonna be kind of a uh, an interesting year, to, to say the least. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I wanted to talk about baseball next. Baseball is pretty... It's it's kind of boring right now. You gotta kinda, you're kind of feeling out your team still. You want to understand how we want to play. These, you know, who's going to play later on in the year. Guys are really not motivated to play in the beginning. And especially for the Milwaukee Brewers. Now, the Brewers are tied for the best record in baseball right now. Uh, yes, with the San Francisco Giants. The best record in the NL. Are they? Is it all of baseball? I thought it was all of baseball. Maybe it's the NL. Maybe it's the NL, and I mis misread it. But I honestly have no idea how. Obviously, I do. It's the starting pitching and how ridiculous it's been the entire year. But they have no bats, and they're still winning these ballgames. Yeah, it's definitely the starting pitching, but, you know, those top three guys are really good. Corbin Burns, Freddie Peralta, and Brandon Woodruff. Here's the thing, though. We, they haven't had Corbin Burns 
for all that time. He's been, he was hurt this entire weekend. And you have low level guys getting brought up from the minors that are still putting in great performances. Well, not yesterday. Well, look, I don't remember what Bettinger was that his Bet- name? Yeah, Bettinger. Oh it, my! Look, gosh. it happens. Whatever, and it's his MLB you know, debut. Okay, shame on Craig Council for leaving him in for eleven earned runs. Really, at that point though, why were you going to be upset? The Brewers took three out of four from the Dodgers. That's fair. That's what I mean. They've been beating all the good teams. I mean, they've thank God because that's usually been their problem is that they beat the bad teams, but they can't hold up. They've looked really good. The big they, guys. They, Won the series against the Dodgers, against the Padres. They got the Phillies coming up. That'll be a big one. But I want to know what you think the Brewers need to add to kind of take that next step. I mean, I don't think that the Dodgers are a beatable team in the playoffs for us, even with our team right now. And even adding one player, unless maybe Yelich comes back and plays MVP level and then making another big move for someone, do you think the Brewers would go pitching? They would grab a bat? I personally think they need a power hitter. Yeah. uh, No, I will say it's a big blow to the Dodgers losing Dustin May, who has just put on the, uh, like, IL for the entire year. He's out for the season now. Well, he... Yeah, but they got blow, they dude. got they had pitchers all over the place. Yeah, I get it, I get it, but it makes them more easily beaten than it would have before. I guess, but they still have Kershaw, Bueller, and Bauer and Price. Ba- dude, Bauer got shellacked the okay, other day one time. It is, but he's been getting rocked. I think he's gonna be fine. I, it's right. Trevor Bauer. He was insane last year. Right. But I really think the Brewers need to be on the look for some type of move if the, they're gonna keep the being number serious. one thing they should be looking for is some form of offensive catcher, I think. Uh, well, Omar's been good this year. Yeah, but and Manny Pena, when he plays, I like his bat too. Then where, where are you looking? I think first base has got to be a pretty big need. Oh, you know what that means. I know. DV has to go play right field. Uh, Vogelbaum. No, that's not what we Dan, call Dan we, Vogelbench. Uh, first of all, it's Keston Hira who's the bum on the team. It's not even close to DV's fault. Because when DV plays against righties, he's an absolute monster. Okay? So it's a left-handed batter is what we need. No, we need a right-handed batter. Sorry. That's what I meant. We just... Keston Hira is the worst player in baseball right now, it feels like. Yeah, it's so unfortunate. You know what? I said this a couple weeks ago. Uh, They should designate him down to the... Uh, something he can't and do just it right get now. get his spirit back up right. because I think he is really in his head about this uh, this first base role and he just cannot figure out what the hell he needs to do. I completely agree. He he's been a liability all year, not just in the field, which we kind of thought two he was years. going to be because he was a liability last year. He too. can't hit. He lost that mojo. What happened? I have no clue. I, and he is, they can't even trade him anymore. He's literally worthless. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Who would want him? He doesn't have any value anymore. Uh, nope. Can't no, think. no one. No one wants him. All right, what do you got? All right. Uh, dude, did you hear that the Cavaliers are bringing back Anderson Verjao? How random was that? Super duper random. And just no one on that team even cares. You see, Kevin Love played like 30 minutes and took no shots yesterday. 
Well, look, the Cavaliers aren't supposed to be doing anything right now. They're... And they got rid of Drummond earlier this year. Who would want to go play there? No one wants to play in Cleveland right now. But Vergeau is 38 years old. Why? There's Unless no you're way... a god They're like better Vince off Carter. just getting like, uh, Larry Sanders to come back. What's he been doing? Is he still playing overseas? Uh, I think he was drawing pictures last I heard. Oh, good for him. That was him. Uh... But did you know that the Trailblazers are still paying Verishow as on top of that? What? Yeah, because he was technically under their system for a minute. Oh, they got the old like Bobby Bonilla going on over yeah, there. Yeah, just a little bit. But dude, how weird is that? But good for Verishow, right? I mean, yeah. one of those guys who's like way too iconic for not being productive. Uh, sure. I, I mean, mean, people know what Anderson Verichel looks like yeah, but as an NBA be- fan. That's because of LeBron. Right, but he was pretty garbage, actually. Dude, the last time he played was when he was 34 years old. And he's he 38? 38 now. Averaged 1.3 points and 1.9 rebounds in what do they, 6.6 what do they see? minutes per what, game. Is that because the, he just wants to retire a Cav? Yeah, I you know what I could give him some love for that. That's like Nick Collison, you know, his loyalty to that's fair. OKC, that was one of those guys. Congrats! Right, he was a bum, but at the same time, he was loyal. What are you talking about? Anderson Verschaw is going to win six man of the year. I don't think he's eligible. Why not? Because there's ten games left or whatever. Shh. Exactly. It's going to happen. They'll make an exception. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um. I'm going to go back to football again here. I wanted to talk about these Julio Jones trade rumors. All right. And maybe just a thought, would that be enough to keep Aaron in Green Bay? No. No? No. You don't think so? No. What if Goody's fired and Julio? So they say... we can talk about that when we get to the Aaron well, Rodgers. I'm just talking about Aaron, this trade right now. Okay, I, I get it. But this whole past week has literally been all about Aaron Rodgers. And everything can be translated back to Aaron Rodgers. Our Bucks talk, if we talk uh, like NBA, Aaron Rodgers holds some ownership in the <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks. Like. That's fair. Uh, but I think I wanted to talk about it because I think Julio Jones um, is just getting phased out of Atlanta at this point. And I think he's still worth a good second-round pick. Ooh, I would not give a second-round. Why not? No, I, I think I could maybe think of a third-round trade, uh, but no way. Why, How many why? more years does he have? Well... I think he's pretty talented still, and okay, but that doesn't answer my question. It depends if he it, if he is the number two on Green Bay as opposed to the number two on Atlanta. I think his numbers are better because Calvin Ridley's taking over his job right now. Mm, yeah, so Calvin Ridley is really freaking good. He is. He is. I'll give him that. But I think Julio Jones is getting neglected a little bit. You forget this man is six foot three and runs a four three forty yard dash. Oh, ran a four three. Okay, it's probably four or five now. Okay, and he's still huge, mad injury prone now. That's because he's so heavily relied on when he played. But oh now they're my not. God. Anymore. Again, 
<sighs> Don't even get me started. Because now I'm just getting worked up talking about Aaron Rodgers. And we still have majority of a show to do. Not really. We got like, we're like 20 minutes in already. And, uh, we're not done. We still have more show to do. And you know Aaron Rodgers is the coup de grace of this episode. That's what I mean. We're going to, aren't we like about to bring that up? We are? I thought that was going to be in the middle. Oh, I thought that was going to be at the end. Oh, I was ready for that in the middle. No. Aaron, draft, sandwich. All right. Sure. Let's bring it up. The tragic news. Uh, all Packer fans and football fans. It's not tragic. Heard around the world. Aaron Rodgers no longer wants to be a Green Bay Packer. He said, quote, trade or no trade, I'm not coming back. He said that now he would come back if the GM, Brian Gutekunst, is fired he is not happy with how the front office has been handling the last few years in Green Bay. And Aaron, you kind of look like a prima donna a little bit. I'll give him that. Whoa. But you, you change your tone no, just a little no, bit? No. Yes, just a little, little bit. No. This is you were not on this prima donna side. This is what I'm saying. All right, go ahead. This is what I'm saying. But damn it, how can you blame him? I can absolutely blame him. I can't. Really? Because, go ahead. Because hear me out. When you're so much better at football than 99% of the population in the world, he knows that he is really good. I think Aaron Rodgers thinks he's the best quarterback of all time, personally. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, he's pretty close. Exactly. Uh, if not the best quarterback, number two. Well, and... What I think it is, is that I saw something that the Bears called Justin or called Andy Dalton before they drafted Justin Fields. Okay, to this, let him know the plan. It. Here, the Bucks called Tom Brady. Yeah. before Kyle Trask he, was drafted. And when was that? This year. And when was the Aaron Rodgers uh, Jordan Love draft? Last year. Yes. It is also the only offensive player they have drafted in the first round since 2012. Yeah. Because we haven't had a reason to draft an offensive quarterback, what? Uh, uh, offensive weapon in the first round. That's not true. Uh, really? Because we had the last I saw, overall pick. Last I saw, and the defense was so bad the year before. And we now have not look, moved up for now, any offensive weapons. Now look at it. You have Jair Alexander, who is arguably the top cornerback in the league. Okay. Wrong? Okay. Uh, and if you want to go off of uh, offensive stuff, how about uh, Elgton Jenkins, who is an uh, all-pro lineman? Mm-hmm. How about John Runyon, who, yes, drafted late and in a very shitty draft class for the Green Bay Packers? Last year was a crapshoot. I'm not going to deny that. But John Runyon made a lot of help in those times that Bakhtiari went down. You also have Josiah DeGuara, who... If he wasn't uh, hurt after last year, was actually shaping up to do some damage for the Green Bay Packers. Not to mention, Gutekunst went out, went and got weapons, and tried to do better by Aaron Rodgers by getting Jimmy Graham. Again, did not pan out. Not denying that. But you also have Ricky Wagner, uh, 
right? Ricky, Ricky Wagner? Rick. Yeah. Rick Wagner, who has been a stud for on that line as well. You have, uh, what's his face? Devin Funches, who, again, ended up opting out. I get that. But look at the free agent acquisitions that Gutekunst has done. Look at his draft capital on top of that. Gutekunst has done a fantastic job. And now Rodgers, who already got Mike McCarthy fired, wants to go after the GM and on top of that, Mark Murphy, the owner. Okay, hear me out. All those great, All those great moves that he did? Are useless if Aaron Rodgers is not on the team. Uh, is it useless because Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers have the number one rated offense in the league? Because of Aaron Rodgers. It's not useless. Oh, and he got Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Who, who is trash. Stop yourself. Was a, had a good game against the Bucks. Are you out of your damn mind? Trash. He is not trash. He 6-5 for nothing. He can't catch. Oh, he can't run routes. my God. All he can do is run deep. You are All he wrong. can do is run deep. You are wrong. That is it. No. He can run a streak. Better than a lot of people. He can't run anything that he gets touched on. He falls over. If How the, many years has he been playing? Like two or three. How many years did it take for Devontae Adams to come into his own? I don't think that's a related argument. It absolutely is. Devontae Adams was also a separator and could run routes and uh, get open. Marquez Valdez-Scantling gets separation because he's freaking fast. But if he gets pressed, he's so and soft. on top of that, they did try to go out and uh, get Amari Rodgers in this draft. I agree. Who might have been a reach in my opinion, but, you know, that's a different story. They also went and tried to talk to Rodgers about changing up his contract before the draft. Yes. And he turned that down because... He wanted an extension, not a restructure. Yes, they tried to give him an extension. No. Yes, they did. That's not what I heard. Uh, that's not what you heard initially, but over the past couple weeks, they actually tried to give him that extension. He turned that down as well. If Brian Gutekunst wants to keep his job, he will trade Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to go down as the biggest prima donna of all time, he will show up to camp. When you are surrounded by, the, he doesn't have the weapons. You are out of your mind. That the on number one basis. offense in the league because he's that good. Yes. Then you can't say, oh, he doesn't have the weapons. He does. Guess play. what? He is the weapon. Where have these weapons gone after post Aaron Rodgers' success? No, what do you mean? Aaron like, Rodgers what, what has have they made... done afterwards, right? Okay, so what? And if you're gonna go off of that, Rodgers just released today that he was broken after they released Jake Kumaro. Fucking Jake Kumaro, that is the straw that broke the camel's back. Is that bum ass dude? I don't think Kumaro is now can... in Michigan selling car tires because no other effing team wanted him well that's a problem why can't we keep aaron happy then well why do we have to keep aaron because happy everything that has been no. successful about the green bay packers in the last decade is because of aaron Rodgers. no one player is worth the entire team yeah but if there is one, Aaron Rodgers is pretty damn close. No, no, he's not close. I will tell you right now. I will take Jordan Love. He goes, yikes! I'll take Jordan Love. He couldn't even an unknown suit commodity. Up, couldn't even suit up last year. 
Couldn't even whose, fault is, whose fault is that? He was third string last year. Exactly. Yeah, and they kept and they up... want him to start next year. No, no, no. no. First of all, there, you know why he wasn't suited up, right? Why? Because they didn't want to have the situation that the Denver Broncos had, in which all of their quarterbacks got exposed to COVID. They kept him separate for that very reason. I don't. I don't. I don't. You'd also that. don't know what Jordan Love can bring to this team. Uh, again, I'm not saying he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to say that he's on Aaron Rodgers level, on Brett Favre level. I'm not even going to say he's going to be someone like Matt Ryan or Drew Brees. But you don't know what you have. Well, this is now turning into an ego battle between Goody and Aaron, though. No, it. it I will give you for Aaron. It is not Goodikins at all. Well, uh, don't, don't get me wrong. Well, he if probably Aaron has Rogers, some. If Aaron Rodgers does not want to be there. And Aaron Rodgers says, regardless of if you trade me or not, I will not play in Green Bay next year. And Aaron Rodgers retires, then Goody should get fired anyway. No. Yes. Are you out of your damn mind? Yes. Why should he be fired? Just for Aaron Rodgers alone? Yes, for screwing up the success with Aaron Rodgers no. and not being able to build a championship team around Aaron Rodgers. They built a championship team around him. Aaron Rodgers really? is the because reason why they back, lost he the, the NFC Kevin, title game this year. That is just not true. Really? Kevin because, King. No, it's not just Kevin King. How many times do, do we have Aaron Rodgers uh, changing and calling an audible in that title game? Did you know that Who's Aaron Rodgers... was it to kick a field goal? Did you know? That's one of the fucking reasons. Because on that third down, Aaron Rodgers called an audible, and went for uh, a passing play instead of a run. Okay. And wasn't that the one that got dropped? Because on he was dropped on all three of those passes went to Devontae Adams. The when best had, player on the team. It, the best player on the team. Really? Best weapon for him? Yes. No way, dude. Yes. No way, dude. It doesn't matter. You need Who to be, is the best weapon on the Green Bay Packers? If you are going to be the then. best quarterback in the league, I'm putting air quotes right now, you need to have field vision and not be so single-minded. Aaron Rodgers has been criticized more than almost any other quarterback in the NFL. All when? the time. Ever? Yes. You're out of your mind. He always has been You're for his attitude mind. right now, and they've everyone knows. His attitude is garbage. And you know what? He can walk around like that a little bit because he's so much better than a lot of players. And you know what? That's fine for him. Tom Brady can go strut around Quietly, exactly, and that's with why, his six rings. Exactly, and uh, who takes pay cuts to get the appropriate players in? While Aaron Rodgers wants more money because Tom Brady is happy, and they're not Dude. working with Aaron to be happy. Well, that's whoa, 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 whoa! What are you talking about? You mean to say that you want to get uh, elite level free agents on top of paying Aaron Rodgers as the best quarterback of of all time? I want Aaron Rodgers to be involved. That's what he wants. They tried to get him involved this past class, and he turned it down. Because they didn't do it the last seven years. Look, you're going off of one instance. I'm t uh, you, you do know that uh, MVS came out and said that Rodgers was audibling to Mike McCarthy plays. Okay. Dude, are you kidding me? So it sounds like Aaron Rodgers and MVS don't have a strong relationship because he's snitching them out. You know what? Screw Rodgers no. and screw your boyhood love over this corner. You know what? Tell I can't me you are wait to get his jersey on another team. <laughs> Have fun buying a Denver Broncos jersey. It's going to be an Oakland Raiders jersey. I'm going to make Las you, Vegas. You want to shake, shake right now? 
We don't need to shake. Shake. Shake on this. I'm going to tell you, if he gets traded, it's to the Denver Broncos. Well, what if he gets a Jeopardy job? I said if he gets traded. No, I don't want to do it. Oh, why? Because you know I'm right. No. Because I don't need your head getting bigger on the topic. Because I'm right. No. Okay. Aaron Rodgers is a bitch. I'm saying it right now. Yikes. I am very Literally, after this podcast, we're fighting. Okay. Oh, did you also know that he came out uh, this weekend with another report to Mike Tirico? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. About what? Where he said his main focus right now is being with Shailene Woodley, his fiance, and trying to do more Jeopardy. He's not even thinking about football at all. Okay. That dude is a bum. He does not want to do football anymore. I I personally think he's going to retire and just do Jeopardy all the time. I could see that. I think that's probably should be the betting favorite, but... I think that makes Goody look even worse then. No. I think you got to trade him at this point. Nope. Well, I mean, you should trade him, but just to get anything for him, they won't do it till after July, uh, June, July 1st. June 1st. Yeah, June 1st, because the cap hit is just way too big. It's like $36 million or something. Right, and it goes like down that. like 10 or $13 million or something. Yeah, like I thought it was after. like 12 or 17 or something yeah, like that. But it's, it's, it's still substantially less. And then you know what? Go out and get a... Fitzpatrick style quarterback. Nothing super big. I'm telling you, if if they made a move with Vegas and we got Derek Carr, I think that'd be a pretty exciting Packers team still. Not Super Bowl contenders, but exciting. You gotta find a team that's gonna be willing to give up three first round picks. They have the most draft capital. uh, Yeah, they clearly don't know what to do with it. Exactly. They had such an awful draft. They always do. They always just overrate someone and draft them in the first round let's let's talk about that a little bit more let's go into it let's go into our winners and losers for the nfl draft yeah two two pluses two minuses um i just wanted to say one thing they are not uh one of my teams but i wanted to make are the lions one of your teams no no i just wanted to say them getting panay sewell 
that was a pretty nice They pick. lucked out, man. That I, was pretty solid. Here, here's the thing, though. The rest of their draft wasn't so stellar. But just being able to snag Suell instantly brings him He's up gonna to be worth it. a C plus, B minus, yeah. at the very least. I, I, I personally think that they have like a B minus level draft. Nothing super great, but it's above average. Something like that. I'll go into my first team. I'm going to go with the L.A. Chargers. Okay. L.A. Chargers got the 13th overall pick and were still able to snag Rashawn Slater, who was pretty much the consensus number one or two lineman tackle prospect in the draft this year, and he fell all the way to 13. I thought that was a pretty good value pick for them, and that's their guy protecting Justin Herbert. Mm. That's what they needed to lock up. And it's probably a guy that can play that position for 10 years. Yeah. Look, the Chargers definitely made out by getting Rashawn Slater. Uh, I'm not going to fault them there at all. Uh, I am a little bit concerned about some of the other ones. Uh, like Josh Palmer, the, the wide receiver that they got number three uh, at, in the third round, I should say. Or the yep, third round. Third round. Um, I'm not super high on him. He's a little inconsistent and... I think they went uh, a little bit with a little bit more risk this time around, which isn't a bad thing. You know, again, it's so hard to judge these draft grades when we don't know about these players. And especially this year uh, with COVID being a thing. Yeah, you never know, man. Well, and they get Asante Samuel Jr. in the second, who was maybe a first round talent to some people. And, I even like uh, Nick Neiman, their six-round pick out of Iowa. Those, it's an inside linebacker from the Big Ten. I mean, those guys just—I mean, they're, they're always, always someone comes out decent, of it, right? And this just someone who doesn't get a lot of love and credit. And I think he was pretty solid playing against the Badgers, especially this year. I really liked the Chargers class, and I think for progressing next year. This is probably the best case scenario they could have had. Yeah, I, I, look, they were shocked to be able to get Rashawn Slater at thirteen. Uh, that's that's just amazing. Um, it's one of the best value picks of the first round. I, I, like like I said, I think Josh Palmer, Chris Rump, those were both reaches. You know, some people were even saying that Asante Samuel Jr. is a reach. I I, I don't fall in that that he, category. He's a pretty good athlete, man. I, people got to give him a little more credit. Yeah. And plus, the name, there's always just a story with the name kind of thing. Definitely. Usually helps out. You know what? I do like that Trey McKitty pick, too. That dude uh, could be a wonderful addition and kind of fill in that Hunter Henry role that they lost. Exactly. A ver- very vertical tight end. Yeah. Who is your, no, the one, one, one of your winners? One of my winners, I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. Really? The Buffalo Bills had a nice draft. First getting Gregory Rousseau and Carlos Basham Jr., two edge rushers that are going to be studs. They got that badass offensive tackle of Spencer Brown who just decided to break tables after he got drafted. Did you see that shit? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, dude, he started jumping off and breaking tables. Yeah, that's pretty That dude is awesome. Uh, And they really tried to focus on the defense, which is their Achilles heel and that defensive line. Um, So being able to 
shore up the biggest uh, problem of their team was a smart way, and they got value picks with it. I yeah, I completely agree. They they were they. I I think Rousseau. That's a little bit of a risk for me. I do, however, think that what you were saying about at thirty. I do. I think he's. I don't think he's that good. I, I think he. You had him getting drafted way higher in in our mock just, draft. I was just trying to match it up a little bit. Mm. I don't think he's anything too crazy. He's a very. He's very raw. At least he needs a lot. I don't think he can come in and make a difference. Uh, shout out Rashad Wild Goose out of Wisconsin getting in that draft class, but also a guy that's probably not going to make an impact. I get it. Late round pick. Spencer Brown out of Northern Iowa, I did like that pick. Yeah, dude. And Carlos Basham, I thought was pretty good value too for him. I would say, yeah, this is probably a solid like B draft class All right. and something I, along those lines. Yeah, you know, they're. But going... at thirty, at pick thirty, is probably the best case scenario to draft Greg Russo because now they get that fifth year option on him and they can really see if he's starting to develop. Plus, they saved some money with him being drafted at the 30th pick. And where, were, where else were they going to go? Now, uh, you know, Gregory Russo had first-round talent. Uh, outside of that, you know, the other guys, there wasn't too much left on the board at 30. Uh, outside of a couple, what, offensive linemen, which they got some later on uh, in this draft. They, yeah, maybe they addressed they take, two... Maybe they could have taken a tackle or something along there. Tevin Jenkins was still on the board. Yeah. But... I, I get it. I like their draft, too. It was pretty solid. Okay, your turn. This one, I don't think anyone... There were two teams that really dominated the first two rounds. And number one, I thought, was the Chicago Bears. Yeah. That's not my team, That's though. the obvious. But the Cleveland Browns, first two rounds, getting Greg Newsome uh, they got- and Jeremiah Usakoromoa. They got the two players that I thought the Packers should get. Um, Absolutely amazing first two picks. Both of those guys, I think, have Pro Bowl potential, maybe even All-Pro potential. If those guys work out together, yikes. Also, a couple of real nice sleepers in the late rounds, too. Richard LeCount, uh, the safety out of Georgia, was a guy who... A lot of people in the beginning of this draft were very high on. Maybe third, fourth round talent. Fell a little bit to the fifth round afterwards. And day two is like the most important day of the draft. Oh yeah, that's where they get all the types of value. That's where you get all your starters for whatnot. And they drafted Anthony Schwartz, a wide receiver who can play in the slot when they need him to. And they went out and addressed tackle as well and got James Hudson out of Cincinnati who was an all-American, AAC, I think it was, you know tackle in the, in, in the class. I really liked Cleveland's draft, and their offseason in general has been really good, and Cleveland could be legit next year, I think, because of it. All right. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, again, I, I think the Bears one is – the most clear and obvious choice of being they, like, they absolutely great moves getting Justin Fields and Tevin Jenkins. It, it, honestly, if their draft stopped right there, they 
they still get a, an A. Like, they got Justin Fields. This is the best quarterback they have ever drafted of all time. Fair. Yeah. Uh, for them. For them, I should yes. say. Yes. Now, I'm going to go with the pick of the Miami Dolphins. Great draft. I think the Miami Dolphins did very well to help out Tua. Um, I, yeah. They got Jalen Waddle, which I, I'm not – I like the pick a lot. Don't get me wrong. But they had Panay Sewell on the board. I think they should have gone that route personally. But they also got uh, that dynamic edge rusher in Jalen Phillips, which is super good. They got Javon Holland as well, who is a very great safety prospect, I mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and chose Trevon Morig as well. Oh, sorry. They should have cho- uh, could have chosen Trevon Morig, but they went with uh, Javon Holland. And I think that was a really good pick. The Dolphins are going to be good threats. Even Eichenberg is a really solid tackle prospect. Again, a lot of people thought he could maybe sneak into the third round. They loaded up their first three rounds. They took five players in the first three rounds, and they didn't get a pick until the seventh. And they're going to see how that works out, because maybe that might be a strategy later on, getting rid of those middle-round picks and seeing what you can do with those early picks. And, and I do like that pick of Hunter Long, the tight end out of UMass too. I think he can be a, a sneaky pick going into this 2021 season. That would be something. The Dolphins are making moves too. Now they just got to see if two is there. Money game. moves. Just got to see. I am alright, let's do this. We need to get to my worst draft now. Should I do my absolute worst draft first or my second worst i guess i'll go with my second worst real quick i'm gonna go with the seattle seahawks Ah, um they had three picks yep three and they drafted a wide receiver with the first pick Dwayne eskridge out of western michigan very weird very weird to get a third wide receiver because he's not better than tyler lockett or dk metcalf no and that's what they spent their second round pick on they didn't have a third round pick they come up and they draft Trey Brown in the fourth round, which they needed to address corner. Okay, if that's your guy, that's your guy. And then wait till the sixth round to draft Stone Forsythe, who is a hopeful prospect at best, and do virtually nothing to help Russell Wilson after he was also pissed off all year. Yeah. That, an absolutely terrible draft for Seattle from previous trades and the from the Jamal Adams Hall and whatnot. This does nothing to make Russell Wilson happy. Nothing. He will absolutely continue nothing. to be one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league. Right. They didn't draft anyone to help him out. I can't believe they took their first pick, a wide receiver. And yeah, that's, that's for, some for ballsy. Someone, that's some ballsy stuff right there. Exactly. And it's I, I unless Russ really wanted him. And they were asking about it. I don't see what they were doing there. That just seemed absolutely foolish to me. And the only reason I'm not giving it a worse draft grade is because they only had three picks. And Jamal Adams, I, he's kind of worth it. Yeah, for so, sure. So I mean, uh, and he, I mean, he, he they'll was be back the next year. They'll be back next year with it with more. But yeah, that was not the move to make in those three picks. I would think. Uh, I got another one uh, that was very similar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give my second worst to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, damn it. 
That was my worst. <laughs> All right, I'll find it. I'll get my other Dude, one. I'll get my back what was one. Pittsburgh doing? They just didn't draft team needs at all. No, don't get me wrong. Najee Harris is a great running back prospect. But one, you don't draft running backs in the first round. That's stupid. Uh, and it, then they went out and got that nice tight end, what, Pat Fryermuth? Is that, is that how you say it? Yeah, but there's a significant drop-off from Kyle Pitts to the next tight end in the draft. Yeah, and I get it. But here's the, the problem. Even though you have these two great offensive pieces, your offensive line is shit. And they didn't even address anything outside the guards until the fourth round. Yeah, with, uh, and you know maybe they pan out. Was it Kendrick Green and Dan Moore? Uh, those are like the two guys that they got to kind of help with that. But really, they're, they're late round picks. You don't have any surefire stuff. And they could have gotten, you know, we talked about him earlier, Tevin Jenkins. There's one dude right there. You had uh, Jackson Carmen who was still on the board. I, I think they were still on the board when they picked in the second round. I'm pretty sure if they really were interested – they were one or two picks away from Christian Derrissaw, and they could have made a move up for that, and people would have been way happier with their draft, I think, too. Yeah, I, I, really, this is just, like, putting makeup on a pig type stuff. Like, it, you could dress it up as much as you want, but still going to be pretty shitty. Although they did make my favorite pick of the entire draft. Oh? Can you take a guess? Uh, Isaiah Loudermilk. No. No. That is the Wisconsin guy? And he's just massive. Don't get me wrong. But Presley Harvin, the third, the punter out of Georgia Tech, is five foot eleven, two hundred and sixty-five pounds. That's a big punter. And it's just an absolutely here. I'll see if I can find a picture of him real That's quick. That's a tank of a he punter. He is massive. I mean, just huge. And I am so excited to see him punt in the NFL. Where is he? Okay, let's see. That's a bat. That makes him look. There it is. Look at look at this stomach Ooh, with him. Ooh, that's a big boy. Look at look at this one. Look at that. Oh yeah. Oh my Jared god. Jared Lorenzen of punters. It's gonna be real fun. Look at this. Oh my god, what a unit. Ooh. Imagine you're trying to return a punt, and this is the last guy right there. <clears throat> really. Pittsburgh should just be disappointed. They make decent individual plays, but it does not help the team overall. I agree. Yeah, I didn't think they did too well. All right, I'll pick up my next team. My I'll I'll pick a new worst draft. I will say <laughs> the Seahawks will be my worst then. All right. Instead, because you stole mine. Wap, wap. But the Saints had a pretty rough draft. Yeah, they weren't good either. Who is Peyton Turner? Who is Peyton Turner? That is a reach of reaches. I that might be never the biggest heard reach his of name. the first round. Because I think he was projected to go in the third. Yes. And he's the 28th pick in the draft? I don't think anyone thought he was going in the first round either. Because I didn't even hear this guy's name, really. No. He, I looked him up after, and he looks like a good enough athlete and somewhere along there. But... I don't. I also. I get it. You wanted to address edge rusher, but you probably could have went after wide receiver, corner, even you know a little bit help on the edge for linebacker. And the quarterback they draft, Ian Book to take over in the fourth round. Hold up. I mean, not not a fan of him either. That's a reach for Ian Book. A fourth round pick for him. 
Easily could have been there in the sixth. Nah, yes. nah, nah, nah. Don't, yes. don't be doing that to Ian Book. Ian Book, um, he didn't know. He's a very system because of Notre Dame. They don't play anyone that impressive. I think he's nothing short. Give him a chance. Now, I, I will say, I talked about this on our draft episode. The Saints should have traded back and got more capital because they don't have a lot of picks. Awuso Koromoa would have been a really good pick for them right here, I think, too. And they, he, like I said, they he's had a lot of needs, and they are incredibly cash-strapped for the next couple of years. Dudes, what were you doing not trading back? I, I don't get it either. I thought that would definitely be a move for him. I, I kind of like Paulson Edebo out of Stanford. He was a corner that can very flexible, moves inside and out. A little bit small, but overall I think he would be a pretty solid player. But yikes, the other picks other than that, just nothing impressive for me, honestly. And New Orleans, I thought you had one of the worst draft classes in 2021. Yeah. Uh, now, I know you said Seattle, but, dude, there is a worse drafting team. I would have said Pittsburgh, to be fair. Mm, worse than that, even. What are you saying? The Houston Texans. Oh, yeah, well. Bro! They had no picks again, too. The, sure, they didn't have picks, but look what they got. One of their first picks was Davis Mills. That was their first pick. Uh, there you go. In the third round. Dude, why are you drafting a quarterback? I don't understand that either, and I think that means we still aren't safe from a Deshaun Watson trade this offseason either. But, I mean, more or less, Deshaun Watson D Deshaun Watson is confirmed. He is never going back to Houston, right? Maybe, I would think so. Maybe after the, if he is able to clear these allegations. What if maybe we just, like, oh, you know what I'm thinking. Except they don't have any draft capital. At all. I would just take that trade straight up. Oh, my God. Uh, what? No, no, you need... Deshaun for Aaron? They both just don't want to play there? Deshaun has no value right now. How? With all of his uh, sexual assault allegations? He's had, like, 25 different allegations. Okay, but they're doing investigations right now, and sure. right now there's nothing that's saying he's doing any jail time or prison or anything. Just saying. Look, they are a dumpster fire of a team, and drafting Davis Mills, this selection is completely meaningless because they're almost insured in 0 17 or like a 1 16 season next year, which will allow the Texans to get that number one overall pick, right? In which then they take the best quarterback available. But there's a significant drop off in the quarterbacks next uh, year. Don't I get think. me wrong, I totally understand that. It is tough. They couldn't do anything with but it. Be, but realistically, they are better better off to have waited. And when they had Tyrod Taylor on their squad this year, yeah, just go with him and draft something with a little bit more need in the third round. I like I like their Breeden Jordan pick, the tight end uh, out of Miami. He was all right. He was a pretty yeah, good athlete third, for them. Their third day selections weren't all that bad. But like Nico Collins is another reach as well. Maybe, yeah. I, I think he was a little overrated at Michigan, too. I, I get it. They also had no they, they had no early picks, and it's just going to be tough without a first or a second round pick. Like, they they are really dumb. And on top of that, they traded up for a lot of these picks, The too. Houston Texans will are in that Brooklyn Nets phase when the Brooklyn Nets were just terrible because they traded all that 
draft capital for Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Jason Terry. Yeah. Except they traded it for Laramie Tunsil and... Don't get me wrong. is a very good player. Who was the other one? Uh, David. David Johnson. Oh, well, I forgot they even did that. Yeah. They gave up Nuke Hopkins for yeah. David Johnson. Yeah. And I'm, a second. I'm... I'm putting the stamp as the worst team draft on the Houston Texans. I could see it. I could see it. They were pretty bad, too. Yeah. Were there any other picks that you liked, didn't like throughout the draft? Uh, first round, maybe, because those were the most important, and uh... maybe a little bit later on. I thought that there was a pick by the Arizona Cardinals for Zayvon Collins at 16 and Rondell Moore in the second round. That could be sneaky good, too. Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa, he is an outside linebacker. They want him to move towards the middle. I think he'd be pretty valuable either way, and he can kind of take over that Hassan Reddick role. Was it a little bit of a reach? Maybe. But also, at the same time, this guy's probably predicted to go in the picks 20 through 25. And if he's your guy... Got to go get him at 16. I think that could be really good for them. And Rondell Moore adding a weapon over in Arizona to yeah, help out Kyler Murray. So late. That's what I mean. I thought they had a pretty good draft, too. I really liked their class. I liked what the Ravens did, too. You know, getting Rashad Bateman uh, with their first pick at 27 was, you know, pretty good. You know, to help out uh, Lamar Jackson with some more weapons because uh, their wide receiving core is um, inconsistent. Right, uh, and they address that as well by getting uh, what's his nuts, the former chief, Dread Sammy Watkins. Oh yes, yeah. Yes. So they got Sammy Watkins this past off season, and getting Rashad Bateman to kind of help out, and then on top of that, uh, coming back in to get uh, Owe, uh, the Penn State offensive uh, defensive end, no linebacker, Jason Owe. Yeah, outside linebacker. Oh no, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, he's like a 4-3 edge yeah, as yeah. opposed to the 3-4 But that's a pretty damn good right. pick as well. I think the real winners of this draft, there are two real winners, and neither of them are teams. Winner number one, the quarterback position. Because Duh. top three picks, silence and secrecy on that third pick until pretty much near the last, the end. And the other one has to be Alabama, who went Nick wild. Saban now... In the last two years, ten first round picks. Nuts. Yeah, they they tied Nuts. what tied a record with six uh, first day picks. They right? are insane. Alabama, wow, just miles better at making NFL talent than any other school in the nation right now. Hey man, you got to do what you got to do. You know what? Too. You know who else did a damn good job? It was the Kansas City Chiefs. They held pretty firm and you know ended up getting out of that first round because of they got Orlando Brown, right? And their first pick, they got uh, Nick Bolton, the linebacker out of Missouri, which is a damn good pickup. And then coming back with Creed Humphrey, the center from Oklahoma, who a lot of people had projected as a first-round pick as well. Good for the Chiefs for holding firm to where they were at and uh, getting some damn good talent on top of it. They, They did pretty well. This offseason, especially bolstering that offensive line mm-hmm. instantly, instantly getting Orlando Brown, Joe Thune, Kyle Long, drafting Creed Humphrey, Lawrence uh, Tardif is going to be back this year. 
And even getting Trey Smith in the sixth, he was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. That was a guy who was a stud. And maybe they he needs to be coached up a little bit in the NFL, and he can turn into something too. So I agree. Kansas City had a pretty good offseason. All right, should we do – let's just do this real quick. We were arguing about sandwiches, yeah. and then we said something – well, you we something. should do something like top five sandwiches or something. Yeah. Show. And I said at the last minute, sure, we'll just do it. So we have no on the research fly. at all. But you got to give your top five sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Just to eat. I can do it. Okay, you can go first. Oh, me? We'll just go one at a time. Like, name your five favorite. To one. Five to one. I can't go backwards when we're talking about that. What? I can't. Let's go one to five. You're weak. The number one overall sandwich, not even close, is a goddamn Cuban. A Cubano is a beautiful sandwich. You're going to get that fantastic baguette bread. You're going to get cured ham, pulled pork, pickles, and freaking brown mustard. It's a beautiful sandwich on that panini press. Ooh, I love a Cuban so much. Cuban is good. Cuban's Fight very me. good. It's the in my Cuban top sandwich five. is the best sandwich of all time. It could time. be in my top five. Nothing yeah. comes close. Yeah, I, I would I would argue it could be in my top five for sure. For sure. There you go. But my number one, it's got to be a Reuben. It's got to be a Reuben. You love that Reuben. Corned beef, sauerkraut, Long Island dressing. Stop it. Undefeated. Undefeated. I... And you know what? Undefeated. Because you want to know why? Because corned beef doesn't taste as good by itself. Oh, tastes I like, way I like better. Corned beef. Tastes corned way beef better. Is amazing. It's good. Doesn't taste as good as it is on a Reuben. Fight me. Doesn't. I'm going Reuben number one. Okay, your Reuben versus my Cubano. Bring it on, people. Uh, number two, Italian beef. The Italian beef sandwich is freaking fantastic. I do have a little bit of bias, considering that I worked at an Italian beef stand for a long time. You did. But obviously, the mozzarella cheese over top of it, some uh, either spicy or mild jardinera, doesn't matter which one. If not, just even the sauce over top of it. Dip that sucker and make it beautiful. I love Italian beefs. I probably eat one of these every other week. That much? Oh, yeah. Easily. And I would eat uh, more Cubanos if they were more readily accessible. Where do you go to get a Cubano? Uh, I mean, we got a couple places around our area. There's like Cubanitas. I just was at the Elegant Farmer today, which is like pretty well-known, like local establishment of like a market. And they do like this uh, old style. So they do it on like grain bread. So Mm -hmm. it's not on the the typical Mm -hmm. whatever. But it was... It's always very good, and every time I drive out there, which because it's like forty minutes away, uh, I get make sure to get one myself. Number two for me, okay, crispy chicken sandwich. Just not like <laughs> at, just, but come on, it's a chicken yeah, sandwich. Dude. Those are just insane. Super easy. Put a little bit of lettuce, onion, ketchup, or right. ranch, whatever one you want on it. Come on, crispy chicken sandwich. When when Popeyes released one, it literally took over the world. It's, I, I had everyone it. It loves wasn't, it. It wasn't that great. Everyone loves it. I, you know what? I will say, uh, the McDonald's like like crispy chicken sandwich is pretty damn good. It's pretty good. I, I mean, it's and it's got like a nice like. Uh, I'm not using like that as my number two sandwich, but the perfect oh, yeah, yeah. crispy chicken sandwich. Yeah, 
Put a piece of cheese on it. Oh, stop it. No, no cheese. Oh, I put cheese. No cheese. Yeah. It's got to be Southern style. Uh, I do Northern style, I guess. Yeah, uh, Southern style with like a honey glaze. You put a couple pickles on that. I actually just got one yesterday from this place called Hothead. Mm. Uh, Hothead? Yeah, Hothead Chicken. Uh, fantastic. It has this like chipotle sauce or like chipotle honey sauce over top of it. So it's got this like nice like seeded spice right at the end. Ooh, it has like this good kick. Loved it. All right. What's your number three? Number three, I'm going with a banh mi. Do you know what a banh mi is? No. Uh, it's a Vietnamese sandwich. It is so damn good. But the filling on the inside, usually it's on a, a baguette as well. But you get it with like some type of meat, uh, some egg. You got some pickled carrots, cilantro, and peppers on the inside. I, I'll have to hook you up with a good banh mi sometime. Excuse me. Uh, but these things are so damn good. And if you get them right, they're in like these like pockety, like a, like a falafel style. And they are ridiculously good. Juicy banh are easily my number three sandwich. All right. My number three. I'm going to go with uh, like a breakfast meat, egg, and cheese sandwich. Just a standard breakfast sandwich. Yeah. That's a good one. I like, uh, I really like a good breakfast sandwich. Sausage, steak, What bacon. type of egg, though? Uh, it's got to be like, breaks it. like the, like the, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like fried is good. I like a good fried one on there okay. or, or probably more like the, the egg patty kind of thing like that. Not over easy. You don't, you don't want that thing gooey. Eh, it doesn't need to be, but if, if it uh, is, then you dip the bread in the goo uh, kind of after. I, I need some goo. And if like, if they didn't pop so easily, poached eggs are fantastic. But like like I, like you said, they just won't stay uh, stay together very well when you're trying to make a sandwich. And sometimes they just throw scrambled eggs on them. And look, and that's again a very safe pick. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all. Thank you. Okay, scrambled eggs. N- number four, I'm gonna go with a classic American sloppy Joe sandwich. Ooh, yeah. Sloppy Joes do hit. Sloppy Joes are great, and I like to spice them up a little bit. I like to put a little chili powder or some cayenne, mm. so that way it gets that again that heat, that tingle on your tongue. Not a lot, but just a little bit. Uh, and I, I, I just like a good sloppy Joe. Like whenever I make sloppy Joe at my house, I can never just eat one. I have to eat like four of them. <laughs> But well, they're I, also like sliders, usually. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah. You, you, like, you kind of like put them on the smaller buns. I see more. You don't really get a big bun of sloppy joe. I do it with just my normal wheat bread. Oh. I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a big white guy, white bread fan. So that that wheat bread adds that crunch to it, mm. which is really nice. Otherwise, can't go wrong with a toasted bun with that too. Oh, okay. Like those are probably probably one of my favorite toasted. Uh, sandwiches is a sloppy joe now are we counting burgers in this absolutely it's a sandwich well then i have to put a cheeseburger at for a classic it, yeah you, you, just, doing, you doing bacon it, yeah of course you oh, have so to have bacon, bacon cheeseburger well honestly it'd probably be a cowboy burger that would probably be near my top all okay. right an onion ring on top some barbecue sauce and some pepper jack so, cheese. oh onion ring i, I like the onion straws i mean or the strings the you know strings what I'm are good too but I you, traditionally, yeah, you can do either one of them. Okay. I would say, I guess I would prefer the straws. I like the onion straws better than onion rings too. I think. Yeah. But sometimes onion rings 
just hit different, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I, you got to be in the mood the for less, Onion Rings. The less green, the better. For, yeah, <laughs> apparently exactly. Too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, I, honestly, it's very indulgent. Right? I would say, I would say that's probably where I would go with that cowboy burger. Probably number four. All right, number four. My number five. I've had it very few times. I, I last time I was in Iowa. At this place called Zombie Burger, which is a fantastic establishment, mm. do very gourmets, and they had a special at the time, uh, what is called a ham glizzy. Yikes! It, it's an Australian style burger, but hear me out. All right, it's a hot dog wrapped in a beef patty, then deep fried, covered with chili, French fries on top, and a fried egg. Let me tell you. Aren't you diabetic? It, this has nothing to do with diabetes. The carbs. The, no, there's actually very little carbs in that. It's deep fried. It doesn't mean that it's deep. Uh, the deep fried doesn't mean it's got like bread all over it. It's just deep fried. Okay. Okay. Really, it's just the the bun, the cholesterol, and the French fries. That's what it is. Now the cholesterol is a different there we story. Go. Okay. Now yeah. again, it, that is unhealthy. One hundred percent. I'm not saying we have to pick the five healthiest sandwiches. Oh, no, for sure. no, you know what I no, mean? no, no, no. I get it. I get it. But a ham glizzy is so damn good. It's Australian. Did I say that? You did. Okay. Also, anything that makes your breath stink is delicious. So you throw a little bit more garlic on that and onions. some onions. Yep. Dude, you will be mind blown with how damn good a ham glizzy is. A ham glizzy. You didn't expect that, did you? No. I have the most extra. You do. Always. But I but did rec- more you. I did say, suggest this uh, sandwich thing earlier. And Are you going to hear my number five? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. My number five. Sorry. Okay. So, I would say a bratwurst, but that's just not a sandwich. Fuck off. It's just not. It's a sandwich. So, I will instead go back to another classic, peanut butter and jelly. Man, mm-hmm. peanut butter and jellies—they just always hit. Always, I'm extra on peanut butter and jellies too. I mean, I—you know—my favorite. It's are you strawberry or a grape jelly? Uh, you know, uh, when I was younger, I was strawberry, but as I've gotten older, grape just hits harder. I I think I, I'll eat either of them for sure, mm-hmm. but I think I'm strawberry. I think uh, I like strawberry yeah, jelly a little. I, bit I will say I was I have been a strawberry guy. Uh, Pretty much until I was like 24, 25. And then for some reason I transitioned over to grape and I haven't looked back. How do we feel about marmalade? Oh, I love marmalade. Marmalade on a Dude, I, yeah. I love uh, marmalade. You can go honey, You, which I know you are obsessed with honey peanut butter sandwiches. Peanut butter and honey sandwiches. Fat are Elvis. Dude, dude, a fat Elvis with uh, bananas on that. Uh, I don't really like it. I don't like a bananas. Uh, Fluffernutter. Have you ever had a Fluffernutter? I don't like that either. It's very sweet. Fluff. Yeah. I get it. I... Okay, and but tradition. You know what? You know what stays the same throughout all this? The peanut butter. And being realistic, peanut butter sandwiches are pretty good by themselves too. Oh, well, here's the real question: What peanut butter are you putting on? Oh, uh, it's creamy all day. Oh. Uh... All day. Painful. All day. Do you want to know how extra I am with, with peanut butter sandwiches, you, though? You get the extra nut? No. Mm. I get crunchy and creamy. That doesn't even make sense. Oh, no, it does. No. So you one on one piece of bread, you put crunchy peanut butter. Other piece of bread, you put creamy peanut butter. And then in the middle, you put the jelly. That's how you do a proper peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Do it one time. 
do it one time and just just to appease me and tell me that shit doesn't hit harder. You know, I got recommended another food oddity earlier this week, and it was pizza and milk. Oh no, that, that sounds, sounds terrible, awful. doesn't it? I remember watching this commercial that was like, it was like the weird kid at school. And he was, like, sitting down for lunchtime uh, at the cafeteria, and all the kids were looking at him. And then you turn to see that it's, like, the kid eating pizza with, like, a fuck ton of ranch dressing all over ranch it. Ranch does belong on pizza. All, like, I'm talking about soaked. And all the kids were like, eh. And then they, they turn to the kid, and then you see that he's, like, I don't know, probably autistic or of some sort. And he's like, you don't know what you're missing. And they sh- see him shove this whole fucking thing in his mouth. Jeez. It's, it was one of the most nauseating commercials I've ever oh seen. Oh my God. And they used to air that shit all the time on like the CW or like my 24. The... What the hell? Yeah, dude. Gross. What's well, our episode for the day? Yeah. That's pretty good. We had a, uh... Talked about the draft, Aaron Rodgers, obviously the two biggest news stories of the week. Um, it's all Aaron Rodgers. It's, it's not even it's the draft. Aaron. As much as the draft should be. He did. You know what? I will say he is kind of a piece of shit for just ruining the first night of the draft. Why couldn't he have done that the next day? I don't know. I don't and, know. Now, conspiracy theory. Maybe this is the Packers releasing and airing all this drama. It probably is. Because don't, uh, here's the thing, if Aaron keeps it to himself, that just, and then the Packers trade him, that makes the Packers look like assholes. Right. But if they air this out, now they kind of do. So they can move on. They do some mudslinging a little bit and make, uh, you know, kind of save their franchise. Right. In that, uh, in that sense. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and thechairshot.com. And, uh, geez, go Bucks, I guess, right now, because can't, it's looking bleak for the NFL season. Hot dogs a sandwich! No, it's not. Peace. Break up the five billion.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.